Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Now let's get right into it. On this episode of the Money Purpose series, we have Jordana Ayer. Jordana Ayer is an infusion of a highly intuitive, freedom-loving indigo child and an ambitious, business-savvy entrepreneur. As founder of Modern Day Sorcerer, and the first ever online sorcerer school. She works with high-level leaders and early entrepreneurs. I really want to highlight that money purpose is there for you to realize there are so many tools how you can achieve financial success and make money, but really to understand that money is a tool and it's money that is something that you want to use to serve you rather than being enslaved to money. So I think that Jordana will have a lot to cover in regards of that. And I'm super excited to dive in this conversation today. So welcome, Jordana. Thank you, Mimi. It's really great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And look at her amazing studio and her branding um, says relate, communicate, innovate and transform. Love it. Um, so maybe for people that haven't been following you or not aware of your work, can uh, you walk us a little bit back, you know, of how you have gotten to where you're at right now? Absolutely. Um, there is, you know, the professional path and the personal path, which so a lot of the work that I do is is the internal path that leads us to the bigger things that we want to create in the world, mm. right? Like you want to serve a bigger purpose. You want to do big things. You want to be a leader and what's going on in your internal landscape to be in the process of becoming that right. throughout like along the journey right so there are the professional elements of my path where i mean i started out as a social worker i had a 13-year career in social services and bilingual education and then i was like screw this the systems are broken we're gonna have to build new systems <laughs> and so <laughs> i went all in on a business and that first business i gathered two and a half million dollars of investment to the table wow and the market crashed literally the day i moved myself up to the bay area so my investors could be active and the checks weren't quite signed and so that like then that turned me into the having to go within to get my business going and doing all the internal work which catapulted me into recognizing the work that I was holding for the planet that I did know, not know I was holding. This whole methodology that existed, you know, inside of both my inner world and that which I was called to bring forth and facilitate. So mm. that's like the initial phases of the becoming of the sorceress. Um, and then there were the childhood phases where like I was actually being prepared my whole life, which I believe that everyone like each of you in your own purpose you're being prepared and you've been being prepared mm. we just don't always know how to connect the dots mm. so if i look back at my journey too there were all of these ways like all this sensitivity i had this complexity of my mind this connectedness to 
a power that wasn't what the world thought power was, but that was much bigger. Mm. All of those pieces were really me being prepared to hold and create and facilitate the work that I do now. So all of all of the journeys, you know, started to intertwine and interconnect to this point where I went, holy crap, I'm a sorceress. And I was like, well, shoot, if I am that, I'm going to have to become that. Mm. And then then the fullness of the methodology really came through. To wow, the work that it's it is such today. an inspirational and, and like, just, okay, well, tell me more. What is the sorcerer and what is really modern day sorcerer mean? Mm, okay, so <laughs> the question, right? There's a lot of ways that you could define sorcerer, and it, it is not, what I will say first is that it is not witchcraft. And it is not where people think of like black magic. It's like, it's like the anti that, really. Oh. So a sorcerer, what a sorcerer recognizes is that power exists inside of all of us and that power exists as much in the energetic parts of our world as in the physical. Mm -hmm. And they seek to do what it takes from within to intertwine and intersect that, and they do it from a place of service. So a sorcerer, pretty much everything they do, it's like there is a constant expansion. There's a constant growing. There's a constant, how else can I contribute? How else can I do bigger things? And it comes from the inner work mm. that is required to basically transform our own DNA, to transform the cells inside of your body so that all of the stuff that is not powerful, mm. th that's like the ego wanting to be powerful, but yeah. that actually just harms or gets in the way or manipulates or controls, all of that stuff so that bit by bit, layer by layer, you're doing the inner work to dissolve those parts of your cells so that who you show up as and what you embody mm. is the things that you would like to contribute. Instead of all, you know, where we're like, okay, well, I wanna do this for the planet, but it's like, it's easier said than done, or you're right. not actually, like, I, I wanna be more open, I wanna be more loving, but it's like, what does that actually mean for your body when you're in those conversations? A yeah. sorcerer does what it takes to become that okay. on a cellular level so that then what they're expressing through themselves is power but it's like true power genuine power a source-based power it's not that false stuff that we were taught mm, that's amazing and i feel like there's it's like an onion right like layers you have to peel one at a time all the time and when you were mentioning it like power. our series it's money purpose series money as a tool and wealth creation financial success all those questions and i really believe that money is spiritual it does have power some people say money is energy so what is your outlook on money say, as a tool and also what is the main thing that usually is stopping a person to fully attract the wealth and I so it's different for different people. I personally believe, okay, so money does not have to be integrated with purpose, at least not yet, okay? At least not yet. We are moving into, I believe, and I sense and see that we're moving into a society and a, a paradigm in which it's going to have to be for all of us. And what's happening is that those who are able to achieve success mm -hmm. with money, it really is air quote success if you're able to achieve it without purpose because those that I know that have found success with money like the numbers are showing but they don't do it with purpose are usually deeply unfulfilled, deeply unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. So again, money doesn't have to have purpose to bring it forth. 
But to have satisfaction and money, you're going to have to have purpose. Right. And what I think stops most people. So yes, money is energy. And so for some people, that's all that's stopping them is to get to know themselves as prosperity, Mm. really get to know like the deeper layers of what that means and embodiment for other people. All that's stopping them is the physical world. There are people that I did deep spiritual work with money for years and it wasn't until I integrated it with systems inside of my business and learned that masculine containment of systems that it all, all the dots started to connect. Mm. And then the money before I like always had enough to support myself and support my business. Like I, the business was always moving. I didn't have to go get a job or even fear that. And it wasn't able to be truly successful financially until I integrated the systems. Mm. So what I sense though, what I see across the board is that what stops people is finding their perfect sweet spot between the two. Mm. Perfect sweet spot between, yeah, money is practical and two plus two equals four. And I know how to make money systemically and like put effort towards it. Not effort, but like take action towards it. Knowing that... And then also knowing money is energy, also knowing it as a flow and experiencing trust in that. And then when you have both and you put them together, like that's what creates the real prosperity that most of us desire. Yeah, that's the word prosperity. And I think when you were explaining it, it like gave me a big understanding that I'm constantly well, running from both ends, trying to find the sweet spot. Um, it- like I've gone to school school and I've been really good at school and that's the way that I thought that I will achieve prosperity and have like abundance but it just gave me knowledge and systems and understanding of how you build processes and procedures and how you do certain things how you manage people how you become a leader but it haven't taught me the spiritual part of it or really understanding of abundance and prosperity and I've been on that journey to really learn how to manifest it, to respect money and, you know, speak into existence and believe that it's already there before I can touch it. But I constantly feel that I am running in the both ends. Like I'm still in the search of that perfect spot. (laughs) It really is a sweet spot. It really, you know, it's interesting. um, And I love that you're, it's like we all are in, and we, we increase our dance with the sweet spot as we grow our businesses or grow more into our purpose. Um, I even like the sweet spot is so important to the extent that I personally will not take anyone into my sorcerer school community to do the work inside of sorcerer school if they are not making enough money and don't have the systems, Mm. you know, where it's like, well, but you're always going to be provided for you can come in and do the work with us in sorcerer school and you'll be covered, you know, source will have you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Except for me, it's like if, if somebody wants to be able to do the deeper inner work that's going to create more money, I don't feel like I'm able to serve them completely and have, have them see those full results if they don't also have the systems. Right. So I, you know, if they're not at least doing the work to implement those at the same time, then I'm like, yeah, then come in at your own risk because I can help you feel better about your flow mm. and trust that you're always going to be provided for, but you're not actually going to be able to grow, 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 grow it if you don't also have that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So do you teach systems and processes too, or is it just something that you let people know that you have to figure out, then you can be ready and commit? <laughs> I, yeah, I do not teach the systems or process of business. Yeah, so, and you know, unfortunately, at least for now, there's been talk of, 
you know, would we, could we, should we teach mm -hmm. certain elements of like energetic systems and things that are more systemic, we may do more business stuff down the line. As of now, no, we don't teach any of that um, because we want to stay really laser focused yeah. on the stuff that we do well, which is the energetic systems. <laughs> you want the physical systems? Good. Like I can make amazing referrals. Right. That I appreciate that because you really focus on you know what you're good at and what you laser focus on so you can serve better. And that's something that I'm learning now on my journey too, that you really need to know what is your, I would say, superpower or that your energy that you are serving and really focus on that because that's how you can give back the most rather than focus on something you're not meant to do. So in terms of COVID and just pandemic, I just really want to bring it back to situation because it is the level of energy and stress, I would say, of people, you know, being furloughed, not having money, not yeah. figuring out where they're going to go next if the job doesn't going to take them back. And especially for millennials like myself and Generation Z and Generation Y who are graduating schools right now and trying to figure out and they would they thought that they will just run into this big world and start having the experiences and work and all of those things and it's like uh, not really <laughs> and for kids who were thinking that traditional way of growing up it's I'm gonna go to college or I'm gonna try to go out and hustle and do something the times has changed and they have to change and they have to adapt, but they have not been well prepared. So as a sorcerer, what is your intake on that? And what would be maybe practical advice for them to cope with that? How it has affected my business is that it has not negatively affected us at all. Hmm. Um, and the reason why, and this is an element of the advice that I would give to people. so. I have spent a, an essentially a lifetime in boot camps of uncertainty. <laughs> like I have gone all the way into, you know, really leaned into every place where there was uncertainty in my life, uncertainty mm. in my business in previous years. So I was very prepared to be so at peace with uncertainty and to absolutely love it up and feel safe and comfortable moving through it, which is what I would recommend for anyone. It's like, you know, one of the only certainties in life is that uncertainty is always going to be part of life. True. And yeah. so I would say, like, especially for a millennial or someone who's, um, what's the generation younger than Generation millennial? Z and Gen then Generation Z? Y after. <laughs> for the Zs and Yers as well, for anyone who's, you know, just coming into things, the more you can start to recognize where uncertainty exists already for you and lean into that, mm. the easier it's going to be. Um, in addition to that, another reason why we did not really have to pivot much at all mm. is um, two, so two things. I've always been very mission driven, always like, okay, what, you know, how would you, whatever you, you know, I don't need my clients to believe in God. I call it God, but like, how would that bigger energy have me serve now? Mm. And I feel like if you're always focused on that to some degree, you can never really be steered the wrong way. Like the, as the planet keeps opening and growing and things twist and turn and shift and you're like, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah. You will still be lined up in some way with what's next for the planet. So that's yeah. another way where like for us, it was easy because that's what I recommend. 
a third piece there that is both why it was easy for us and, or I would, you know, it's considerably easy and why, like what I would recommend for anyone, we've always been focused on building a new paradigm style of business. Hmm. Like something that's like, okay, well, the systems are broken. We're going to have to create new systems. Right. What does that mean? Like it means dancing with paradox. It means dancing with multiple things being true at the same time. Like really learning how to serve people in a way that's completely aligned with growing your business and therefore charging money. But then also the fact that the paradigms and structures of money are in desperate need of restructuring. Yeah. And so I've been in that conversation for a really long time. It does not mean I've been perfect in it. I still see, you know, I still have big questions about what else is possible. Right. Because I was already in the conversation though of like, well, what if there's somebody who I truly feel called to serve and they can't pay a full price? How do I know if they're really ready for the work and to Mm. let them in? And how do I know like, no, they're actually, that means they're not ready. Right. I had been in that conversation for so long that when COVID hit, it was very easy for me to know if somebody needed a special like way of like, you know, okay, I could offer, I can make a scholarship spot here. Okay. Versus wow. like, no, I just have to keep charging full price. Hmm. And the couple of clients who had downfalls that needed support with like, well, what does that mean for their ability to continue in the program? I already had asked enough of the deep questions to know who was who and what was what and what to say yes to and what to say no to. Hmm. And those, so it's like if you start to ask yourself the big questions about what's true for you with money and stability and uncertainty and you know being your bigger purpose and mission now, no matter what comes your way and what like shifts and turns, you'll be prepared. I love that you share that. So you rather embrace the situation around you and to look at what is really happening and dance with it. So the way that you said it, I feel like that's really actually mean being in purpose because at the end of the day, you still have your purpose, no matter what happening. It just might look a little different than you imagine, but the sole purpose of it, it's still there. But for people to really know that they have to be really in tune with themselves. What do you do on daily basis as a sorcerer? to really ground yourself because with the you know uncertainty yes we want to push ourselves you know towards more uncertainty and embrace all the hardships you know figure out something more learn something new but then there's time to recharge there's times when you calibrate yourself to be grounded and really stay true to your purpose so what is it that you do i believe that you have something there's a couple of things. So one thing um, in Sorcerer's School, in the on-ramp element of building a foundation for DNA level transformation, one of the big things that we do there is we we focus on connecting your mind and your body together. Hmm. And so like if, if there's anything that's like a daily something that I would recommend that people take on, and you know, it is a practice in order to connect mind to body. There's certain things that it's not that it's anything you have to learn. It's really a coming home and a returning to what your body already remembers how to do. Mm. And we're unfortunately conditioned the other way around. We're conditioned to have our heads up here, you know, and to look outside of ourselves and always be focused out there. Mm. If you go through a reconditioning process so that your mind can calm and then your like your mind's eye and really all that is the rest of you can connect into your body 
you will always be anchored and grounded mm. in any moment. And then the second piece I would say that's like super important, there's a lot of talk out there about positive thinking and just focusing on the positive. And there's, there's something to be said for that. There's a lot to be said for that. A lot of it though is, is I believe really deeply misunderstood right now. Mm. And what I would say is like, though you want to be thinking positively, it's really important to be totally honest and present with yourself about what is now. True. Yeah. So if you like wake up in the morning, you're like, Ashley, I feel crummy or I'm really present to the sadness. If you allow that to be and you connect your mind to your body, you're going to be able to get through anything with flying colors. Wow, that's amazing. As we as speaking about and I feel your energy and just the work that you do, I feel like money is not a problem. Like if you're really just being connected with your own purpose and know how to ground yourself, anything can be possible. And money is just one of the things that on the table that you can take on, but there's more, there's impact, right? There's uh, other people that you can help and touch and there's much more purpose behind it. Yeah. It's and then just... anything and everything you need to go through for the sake of your purpose, even if it's a downfall before you're able to make more money or a lesson you have to learn first, you'll be able to get through that with a lot more ease and reverence and like you'll grow faster in it to get to where you want to be both faster and more importantly with like a smoothness and an ease. Hmm. I love that. So speaking of fast, right? Nowadays, um, the attention span is really short. Uh, I feel myself as the bridge between gap of like boomers and elder generation like my parents to really be that bridge to connect to generation like Z and younger, right? So what can we take from what are the basics that you know to really help the generation that it's changing so fast because of technology? And there's no way we're going to stop technology. Like, I don't think tomorrow internet is going to be shut down or ever going to be shut down, right? Yeah, yeah, it's such a good question. And, you know, I wish I could say that it's like, oh, do this and it's just going to happen. This is one of the areas where there has to be a certain amount of, mm, like, practice makes perfect and conscious um, intention setting and really keeping mm. up with yourself on it. A lot of what has us, so even though there are generations, you're, and I love your mission there, by the way, the connecting of, you know, the, the generations, yeah. even though there are like all of these up and coming generations that are, you guys are conditioned to be on your phone. Yeah. I'm a little bit on like, I'm kind of like tethering both sides. <laughs> um, the, the conditioning to be on your phone, even though that is an actual conditioning that you have to uncondition yourself, what I think it's like, what I've seen in younger clients as well as older clients, because I work with, you know, I work with like guys in their fifties and sixties who are like already built a business. You know, I want to grow as a leader on the inside, but I have everything I want on the mm. outside. And then people in their twenties who are like, no, I'm actually just figuring out my purpose and really stepping into it as a leader. What I have found is that what prevents both of those groups of people from staying present enough to get more than 15 minutes worth of support or take in yeah. more than 15 minutes worth of content is feeling safe inside of their bodies. Oh, wow. We're conditioned, because we're conditioned to distract and look out there and check for the next thing, what we're actually being conditioned to do through that process 
is to check out of our emotions and feelings and check into something else on the outside. So of true. Us. So true. Yeah. It's you... like the more you can recondition yourself to feel safe in your body, it's safe to feel, it's safe to just breathe, it's safe to not know, it's safe to be super I wanted I was about to swear, but I'm not going to swear. It's safe to be super afraid right now. Whatever it is, if you feel safe in it, you can move through the what your body wants you to move through, which will ultimately on a DNA level, when you learn how to like piece the dots of DNA transformation, ultimately on a DNA level that will heal the parts of you that keep trying to distract. Hmm, that's so amazing. But there's a level of awareness needs to happen or recognition like, oh, this is what I'm doing. I should gather my thoughts, do something different. So how can we as leaders can help them to have that awareness more? You know, you know, that is a really great question. And um, I, I think one of the things that we're afraid to be honest with each other when we see it, we're afraid to call each other out. And mm. many leaders have not been trained to do the inner work for the outer stuff that they need to do. So if you need to quote unquote, call someone out, how do you do it in a way where they feel safe and loved and held, not like you're being scathing or mean? Yeah. So I think it's a combination of the leader, the leader who may see distraction and others that they're leading, both feeling comfortable and like, actually, they want to be called out. I know all of my clients, like they, they want to, if they are not noticing where they get distracted, they want to be more present in it. They want that mm -hmm. help in noticing. And again, my clients wouldn't feel safe in being quote unquote called out if I didn't constantly do my inner work to make sure that my words come through in a way that feels safe. So it's kind of a, a bit of both mm. that a leader requires. Yeah, no, I think leadership always goes both way and it shows to through people that follow you. If you don't have a good leadership, it you don't have to say it, but in the action of the people that follow you, it will you'll see it. So it, it absolutely goes both way. And sometimes it's scary. And you know, as someone who trying to be a person to bridge that gap between generation, I try to keep myself accountable for what I do because I know it will bring the consequences for the future generation. I do believe that as conscious leaders, that's what we meant to do. We conscious about our own actions and how it will affect others. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Which is part of why leadership spans across the board, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you being a leader in your marriage? Are you being a leader in, you know, are you allowing yourself to ask bigger questions and do whatever inner work is required to embody what you believe and get clear and take next steps in all parts of your life? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's true. So People that feel that COVID hit and it has treated them wrong or rubbed them wrong way and it make them be more miserable or how would would you recommend in the, you know, more loving way to help people to recognize those things and take responsibility? I like, I mean, I call myself out, try to, and then I call others out, but I'm still learning how to do it in loving way because mm -hmm. I can sabotage myself. <laughs> All humans can. <laughs> <laughs> you are asking really great questions. So 
it's important to know that which prohibits us from taking responsibility so that we can take greater responsibility. And so I feel like one of the biggest, biggest keys to being able to take increasing amounts of responsibility that then helps you to do the work there is to get to know what your ego even feels like. It's like the ego is the thing that has us resisting or projecting or fearing taking responsibility. And the ego is not a bad thing, right? Like we have ego for a reason. I think you need to have ego to take action. (laughs) We need to have some ego to take action, yes. And there is all this unhealthy ego constantly trying to dissolve itself. Mm -hmm. And so the more you get to know what ego looks and feels like, like, what is, what is your resistance looking for? Like, how do you even know when you're in resistance? Mm. How do you know, like, if you're about to say something that could be less than loving, how do you know that? Or if something is coming up for you to do work around, how do you even know? Well, there's usually nudges of the ego. Mm. So if you get to know what that, what those various protection mechanisms for you look and feel like, like, ooh, I'm just in self-protection right now, the more you get to know that, the easier it is to start mm. to take real responsibility and do the work there. That's just amazing answer. And I just like start running through my head. like, what are the times when I always say things that might hurt people, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> and the thing though is, is that even your asking of the question, Mimi, like that is the first step. Like it's really hard for a lot of people to be vulnerable enough to admit, yeah, sometimes I hurt people. Yeah, sometimes I say something and I realize afterwards, my God, that was not the most loving thing. That is the first step, just Mm. the admitting and being vulnerable with it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely beautiful. Turning it back to pandemic and just personal responsibility, taking time to look within and would you agree that this is such an opportunity for us to do so during pandemic and it's not a time to actually scared or freaked out but rather take opportunity to do more work in yourself and actually take some actions so what is the thing that are you doing and you're teaching your students right now intentionally to do so that they can be about water after pandemic I mean, there's so many things. What I will say, like before I give any, well, what, you know, what's possible or what would I recommend? Like I have noticed just to speak to your point that this is such a good time to provide some proof and some backing in that. My, like the students, clients, amazing community that I have inside of, I don't like to call them students or clients because they're community. The community that I have in Sorcerer School they have a lot of them like those that were in it prior to the pandemic and then you know stayed in after the pandemic or even those that joined just as the pandemic was beginning what they have been able to speak to is like the deeper they go into their inner work the more they're able to not have the pandemic be a thing oh wow you know, places where they were afraid of what was going to happen job wise or business wise or you know oh i have these investments they're not going to be okay the more they did the inner work, the more they're like, oh my God, this is not only the perfect time to do it, but the results I was wanting to get externally are actually getting easier now. Wow. It's like the pandemic will fuel the results you want if you take responsibility for the inner work. Wow, absolutely so that's, that's really like, if there's any one thing I would recommend, it's like the more you let this be a time of inner as well as outer, the easier it's gonna be to have clarity and take action 
and do the things that you need to do to receive the outer results. I'm just taking it all in. I wish I just have to listen to this again and take notes <laughs> and just work on my own self, the areas that I have not noticed. Um, and I just absolutely love, you know, energy that you are giving out. And usually I, on this interview, I ask people, um, you know, the experts that come on, I ask them, what would you recommend for people to do to be ready for economical downturn or something that it's going to, you know, the economy is going to crash again. But we already learned from Jordana that you always want to be prepared for uncertainty. Like it doesn't matter tomorrow, it's going to be something and push yourself on the edge and always be at that. So nothing can really scare you anymore. Would you agree? You can't predict. <laughs> like one could say, one could say, for example, you should have a ton of savings to be prepared for what's going to happen next. But then what if, and I'm not trying to create fear here. This is just a demonstration of where like the more you lean into uncertainty, the more prepared you'll be. And I'm not anti-savings. Savings are great. And one could say, like one could predict, well, what if the banking system crashes and all the savings you had was, you know, it was over here in the bank and now you can't get to it. The thing is, is that we cannot predict. Mm. Even people that I know that are super tapped into timelines and all the things that say they can predict, even they will say, I really can't predict. <laughs> like we're, we're constantly collectively choosing this in every moment and co-creating this in every moment. And then there's also stuff that's like planned for us on a greater scale that we can't know. Right. Like you're not supposed to know. That's part of humanity. Mm. So yes, it's like if you feel called to save or to, you know, get crypto or whatever you might feel called to, like those things could maybe be helpful. And then they could maybe not. And therefore, the more you lean into uncertainty and the more you let yourself be grown by your purpose, the easier the next things get. And yeah. my job here as bringing Money Purpose Series together is really show people different perspective and sh show them that there are possibilities, there are tools out there for you to choose the path that you want to walk. Just, you know, choose something that might work for you, really knowing yourself and your habits with money and things that you do and just how much you make and what you can do. You can save, you can invest, but also you need to know yourself so well, brand yourself, learn the skill. And it's more about knowing who you are so that you can always create those resources again. If the bank system crashes, if investment mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere, you still can create it because you can be in control of your own habits and you know things that you do daily like yeah. if i had to boil down like well how do you create things would i my personal take on the path of creation from a very like this is just a very bird's eye view boiled down boiled down and bird's eye view standpoint is that if you were to boil it down creation into two things it's part surrender and part choice hmm. but if you don't have one you don't have the other because they actually feed into each other and because you can't control anything, if you're if you haven't learned to fully, and the thing is, any choices you could be taking aren't even usually the most aligned choices yeah. if you don't know how to surrender to get right. the clarity first. Right, absolutely, it's so amazing. So, what is next for you and the um, modern day sorcerer, and what is that you have out there to offer community? So, well, let's see. I actually have a workbook coming up. 
we've got a brand new workbook coming out like any day now. So there's also like a last chance, anybody that wants to grab a free copy of our amazing workbook. If you wanna get the other one that's about to go away soon that people have absolutely loved, um, I think Mimi's gonna have a link, right? Yes. For you guys to sign up so you can grab both get on the wait list for like to be one of the first to get the brand new workbook that's gonna really, the brand new workbook is gonna really detail out um, you see on the back of the wall, relate, communicate, innovate, transform. We go through like a whole process of DNA transformation mm. and then how to relate and communicate and innovate once you have that foundation. So the new workbook, if you want to sign up for that and get the old one before it goes away. That being said, we also have a new on-ramp like about to start this next week. Mm. And so anybody that's like, hey, I actually am super interested in this work now. Or I really want to know more now. If you want to go ahead and connect with me, Mimi will... Yeah, I'll I'm sure. You, yeah, you figure out contact info. Connect with me if you feel like you may be intrigued to start the work sooner, and we could look at you getting into the next week's on ramp. I would say for easier to for audience to understand if they're ready or qualify themselves to even connect with you. What would be one mm -hmm. thing for them to really maybe ask themselves or realize before they connect with you? My clients tend to our, our community members tend to experience some semblance of the phrase, I know there's got to be more than this. Hmm. So maybe you've done a lot of self-development work already and you're like, I'm just so ready for a next level. I still know there's got to be more. Hmm. And maybe you haven't done a lot of self-development work, but there's still this feeling of like, it's got to be bigger. I know there's got to be more. Hmm. Um, so that's something that you may resonate with if you know that, it, you know, this is the right fit for you or it's time. Uh, most of the people that are, you know, a really a fit for our community want to have some sort of a bigger contribution on the planet. Mm -hmm. Now that is not all. Occasionally someone will come into Sorcerer School who's like, I'm done with the out there planetary stuff. I want to have a bigger contribution in my family or my own life. Mm -hmm. That being said, there's still this sense of like, I want to be a leader, like a really impactful leader, either out there in the world or in growing a business or in my own self and my own life. So some sort of like you want to have a bigger impact or maybe maybe a clearer sense of purpose, maybe lead a bigger conversation, but you want like bigger and more fulfilling at the same mm. time. Yeah, those are good guides to really know where to start, um, you know, your path with the modern day sorcerer. And I'm so excited just to share this conversation when it comes out and you guys just connect with Jordana. I'll leave the information below and she's absolutely amazing. Before we get on this interview, I had a chance to actually speak to her on the phone and I just absolutely fall in love with just the way she was talking to me. She was 100% listening and I was just so grateful for, you know, God, universal power or internet, you will say that we were able to connect. <laughs> and I'm All looking <laughs> yes and I'm looking to you know just continuously support your work and you know anything I can do for your community um let me know and I'm here thank you yeah. ditto thank you thank you so much for being here today and go sign up and get the workbook from Jordana you I absolutely have a confidence that if you have listened to this conversation there is something in you is speaking that there should there is something more and I want to learn and I want to know. So Jordana. thank you so much, Jordana. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone. Thank you you for being here. Thank Absolutely. you for your time, you who have been watching. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>